The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Angel Talk. I am your host, Rachel Corpus. I'm an angel communicator and a psychic medium, and as great as I feel that is, one of the best things I get to do is meet wonderful people in this world, and through this venue, I get to share them with you. You know, we're always discovering, we're always deep diving, we're always figuring out what more is there, and I so love that all of you listening have embraced this sense of wonder. Today, my guest is going to really inspire you, not just because of what she has done and accomplished, but also the way she's listened to her intuition and the way she's overcome some health issues in her life that for some of us, we would think, okay, that's done. But no, it was just the start of another chapter. And I know a lot of you listening are going through something like that in your own life. So listen today to this story as if it is your own. I invite you in to this wonderful episode of Angel Talk. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about stepping out of our safety zone. My guest today was a therapist who was supposed to know of some things, and she did, I'm telling you, and yet the universe had more to teach her. We're talking about accepting universal support. We are co-creators, aren't we, with something greater than us, whether you call that creator or God or universe. And that communication with the universe is that still small voice within us, our intuition. And she kept listening to her inner voice. We're going to talk about mental and emotional health. My guest today learned how to closely keep her body and her mind connected. And if we get to it, I'm going to ask today's guest about how she wrote a book, because I know a lot of you have a book in you. You're ready to share that. So we'll let spirit guide us, and hopefully we get to that question today. My guest today is Nikki Mendenhall. Here's her bio. Nikki Mendenhall mother always wanted a nickname for herself, so she gave her oldest daughter a beautiful name she found in a Russian novel, Nikola, and then nicknamed her Nikki. Today we'll be using her nickname, Nikki. 
Nikki returned to college to obtain her BA after she married and had three children. She was what they then called an adult student. When she decided she wanted to be a therapist and found out that she would need a master's in social work, she shuddered. But her inner drive kept her going, and in 1980, she finally graduated with her master's in social work. Her first professional position in a family service agency included a stint riding with the police as part of the crisis team. After five years of working there, she started her private practice where she loved working with families, couples, and individuals. Her work after 33 years was cut short by a health crisis, and she retired in 2017. If she would have listened to her analyst, she says she might still be working However, she loves retirement and becoming a writer. Many of you will relate to spending years in therapy, working for years to discover who you are. Many of you listening are in therapy right now. Good job, proud of you. Nikki was in Freudian therapy, sorry, Freudian psychoanalysis for 14 years. And in addition to that, the universe sure has a way of stepping in sometimes, presenting an opportunity for evolution that is so deep we couldn't have found it on our own. Nikki, welcome. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. I'm so glad you could be on the show today. Thank you for sharing you and sharing your time. I'd like to ask you, hearing all of that beautiful bio and just getting a sense of who you are, I want to know, what was your opportunity that was presented by the universe that set you on your unique path of discovery? Well, thank you again, Rachel. It's been a really a pleasure to get to know you. I was so surprised when you called me. It fits so perfectly with what I'm writing about. I'm trying to write, I'm writing about how the sacred and the secular coexist. You asked what set me on a path of discovery and transformation. Well, this is a question I had to answer when I started working with an editor after writing my first book, Fear, Folly, and Freud, A Psychotherapist in Psychoanalysis, this editor wanted to know why on earth I had begun the process of psychoanalysis. I told her that I did not really know, that I had just felt there was something more to life, that I wanted to go deeper somehow, that I was missing something, even though I had a successful career great friends, a wonderful townhome where I live by myself. I informed the editor that I had asked for a referral from the therapist I was seeing. And he gave me the name of a person he assured me would see me more than once a week. So without really knowing what I was getting into, I began seeing her twice a week. Okay, so hold so on, first of all, okay. when I think of therapy, I think, okay, I'm going to maybe go when I need to, or I'm going to go once a week. You're telling me you saw her twice a week. That's amazing. Did that seem like <laughs> a lot? Well, it did not seem like a lot, actually, um, because there was so many things happening inside the therapy uh, time. Um, was it what you expected? It was not at all what I had expected. She made me so mad sometimes. And so it's <laughs> sort of interesting that soon I was seeing her three times a week. And then 
I saw her four times a week. Wow. And that's what my book explains about what happened in this all this time. Um, it was very interesting how it just sort of started to seem natural to go to see the therapist four times a week. Of course, I called her an analyst. She was an analyst. But today, I'd like to share, you know, like you said, Rachel, some of the people are wanting to write their own books. Well, I want to tell you how the editor took my words and part of a story I had told her about running my car off the road to formulate a vignette about getting stuck. So we were going to say, I went to analysis because I was stuck. And I want you to know that how we describe my running off the road in the book was not exactly how it happened, but it was close. It was honest. I learned that writing about transformation is very difficult, almost as difficult as going through the process itself. So I would encourage any of your listeners, Rachel, if they're going to write to be able to get some help and to know that they're going to have to revise, revise, revise. So it's not just as easy as sitting down, writing a book, sending it to someone, publish. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. And I didn't have any idea about that. Just like your journey with um, therapy or analysis, it's not just one visit a week. It's so much more. It's whatever you need it to be, right? Well, yes, and it's like the um, psychoanalytic theory says that the more times you come in a week, the more your defense or the less your defenses have a chance to get back up to protect you. So you keep getting hit by what you need to know over and over and over and you don't have time to build it back up what you have always done. I'm fascinated by that because I believe the universe is at play there. I really have noticed in my work and working with other people that the universe will keep bringing something up over and over and over until <laughs> our defenses are let down and we can really look at it. And it sounds like not only did the universe present that to you, but you said yes to it, which is just so amazing. But here's my next question. Okay. In your bio, you referred to a health crisis. What happened? Well, suddenly I couldn't walk very well. Um, suddenly I had incontinence. Suddenly I couldn't think very clearly. And I believed it was because of a posture um, issue that I was working with. I was trying to stand up straight. I did not want to have kyphosis. And so I went, I saw a therapist, like a, a posture therapist. And I thought it was because of the work that we were doing that all this was happening. I thought it was a healing crisis, but nobody thought it was. And I went to my osteopath and they said, no, we need to do some more tests. And so they sent me for an x-ray. Well, I had a fracture. And then, oh, I just, it makes me nervous even to think about all this that happened. Mm -hmm. um, 
So then I had to go to a neurologist. And it turned out I had something that I would never, I never had even heard of before. I had normal pressure hydrocephalus. Now, I had always thought of myself as unique. And <clears throat> the fact that I would have something with normal in it, <laughs> I didn't like that very much. Um, but that's what I had. And there was, um, so, I had to have an operation and they put a stunt, a, <laughs> a stunt, a shunt, a shunt, there it is, a shunt in my brain. And like, so I had brain surgery and they said that sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Wow. And luckily it seems to have worked for me because I'm walking normally. I'm not wetting my pants anymore. I'm, um, thinking pretty clearly most of the time so that was that was my big challenge and I kept going to the analysis during all that and I thought that she would be different and that she would the analyst would treat me differently like my mother had treated me because I was sick I mean and I was sick a lot when I was a kid um but she didn't treat me any differently. She just kept pounding me at what I needed to learn. Um, it was really difficult, but it was exactly what I needed. Mm. It was really difficult, but exactly what you needed. Yes. That's such a beautiful statement. Sometimes the hard stuff is what we need, but because it's hard, we step away from it because it feels like it's too much. Don't you think? Oh, I definitely do. But you stayed in. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Uh, I remember when I talked to you before, I heard you say the words, I'm a grown-up now. Can you tell me more about that? Do you remember saying that? <laughs> uh, I do. Um, one thing, reason uh, that I kind of knew that was the editor that I worked with, um, she commented to me several times. She said, it is so easy to work with you because you're a grown-up. And I was so pleased with that. Um, she said a lot of writers are... Um, really difficult to deal with because they're not very grown up. But it'd be also, I could talk about <laughs> my mom and you know, it's very Freudian to talk about your parents, especially <laughs> your mother. But in analysis, I learned one of the main ideas that Freud had developed, <clears throat> excuse me, was how the past is in the present. And in analysis, I figured out that, and my analyst helped me figure out that in the six years I was 
alone with my mother before any other children were born, I felt special. And my mom was a charismatic, wonderful woman. Um, she set the table for my imaginary friends. We had tea parties, we played games. And then it felt like she betrayed me. She started having other children. She had four more kids. And then everything was different. But I tried to be a good big sister, but you know, I had these feelings of loss that I did not have help dealing with. Nobody could talk to me about it. Nobody knew, I guess. And I still wanted to feel special. So what did I do? Well, I decided to be so good that nobody could not like me. Mm. And that was a good strategy, I guess, except for the fact that it meant I didn't know who I was because I was so busy taking care of and pleasing everybody else. And for so many years that worked, people responded to me. I mean, everybody liked me. It was very wonderful. <laughs> people appreciated me. But when I went into analysis, the analyst she didn't respond to me like everyone else did. She didn't seem impressed with me. She didn't laugh at my jokes. She asked me questions that I didn't even want to think about, let alone answer. So working through all of that with her is how I grew up. Listening to you share this process reminds me of another process that people often do in the spirituality world, which is to do a soul, a past life regression or a soul retrieval where they have a practitioner go into their past life data. It's a layer of the soul that supposedly, I believe it does, keeps data, memories, patterns, themes that happened in past lifetimes. And there's a lot of amazing discovery work to be done if you're with the right person who can help you retrieve those memories so you know the origin of where some of your maybe your personality traits or maybe something's holding you back where they started but what I love hearing about your journey is that people can do past life retrieval or soul retrieval and it's great but what about now and it seems like this type of analysis this type of work with um a therapist could be the missing link. So if you're listening to this episode today and you've done all your past life work and yet you still feel like you haven't gone deep enough, you might look into something like this. Um, Nikki, remind us, how did you find your analyst? What was that process? Well, I was seeing a, um, a therapist, a family therapist, and just feeling like I wasn't getting enough. And I asked him for a referral. Okay, good to know. Um, Wonderful. Um, okay, another big question. I wanna know, what did you discover about yourself when you took that deep dive into your soul? Oh, that's a really good question. In the research I've been doing about Sigmund Freud, 
I found out that the word in German that Freud used to describe his work was people and his theory was soul. But the translators didn't like that word soul. I mean, it was too hard to understand, I guess. So they translated it into the word mind. So unlike, you know, with my editor, when she made up a story about being stuck, that while it wasn't factually true, it was, a it was my real story, I was stuck. She didn't change what I meant to say like the translators did when they changed the word soul to mind. Mm. And I would say Freud is the most misunderstood genius that I know of. I'm just reading everything I can about him. He really believed in the soul, in the power and presence that each individual has. And much to my surprise, he's mentioned in the original Course in Miracles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm so surprised about that. And I haven't read much in the course, so I need to see how they talked about Freud. Um, I did read that Freud said an analytical session should create an environment much like what the healthy environment for a child would be in a healthy family. Mm. And I remember feeling so relieved when I read that. It said to me that growing up, I had just not received what I needed. And now I was receiving it in analysis. Mm. I'm still diving into my soul. And what I keep finding is that deep in me is goodness. I grew up thinking that when something did not go correctly, when there was an upset of some kind, that I had caused it. The deeper I go into my soul, the more I know that I am loved and cared for. And yes. that is wonderful result of my years in analysis. And, and what an amazing discovery to make that you are loved. And that is really what's at our core as beings. There is love that creates us, um, creates a oneness that can connects us all and we don't always feel that oneness because we don't always feel love and I'm so grateful to the universe that you are able to find yourself love because now whether you know it or not maybe you know it you're guiding a lot of us into our own journey by showing up Nikki and and writing your experience and your amazing blog oh my gosh I love your blog in a minute, I'm going to tell you all, or Nikki's going to tell you where you can find her online, but I love reading Nikki's blog because I feel like I'm talking to a friend when I read it. It's so articulate. It's so easy to understand, and it's so wise and gentle. Um, I can't wait for you to read that, and of course, the book as well. So Nikki, um, how, do you, how can people find you, you know, online? How can they get your book? Well, as Rachel said in my introduction, I have two names. Um, I have Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A, Mendenhall. And that's what I use to author my book. So if you're on Amazon and you type in Nicola Mendenhall, my book will come up. Um, if you're online and you want to find my blog and my website, you go to NikkiMendenhall.com. <laughs> so, 
I don't know what to do about that. It's just, it's something I've worked with my whole life. And um, what's the name of your book? My book is Fear, Folly, and Freud, a Great. psychotherapist in psychoanalysis. And you've got another book that you're working on. Is that correct? I am working on, yes. I want to write about how, I want to write about the last year that I trans terminated from uh, psychoanalysis and how each month of that year I got more into what the sac secular, um, how it matched with the sacred. Oh, I'm excited oh, for really that. It's a fun thing to, to write, yes. I'm excited to read that. Well, Good. darlings, thank you so much for sitting with Nikki and I today and learning something. And I pray and feel that your inner divine guidance will lead you in the right path. And if we were able to share something to help you a little bit today, then our job is done. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me at rachelcorpus.com on Facebook, search at Rachel Corpus Angel Communicator. Instagram, although many of you know, I don't keep up with Instagram very much, but you can find the angel counselor. If you like this podcast, subscribe, won't you? Share it with people who you think would enjoy it. And let me tell you, if you haven't heard it today or lately, you are loved and I love you and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.